Sometimes we're just so busy making our way in the world, we forget to look at what we leave in our wake. So it's good to pay attention to the trails we leave. There was significant rain on Madeline Island when we arrived on Monday. The rain had fallen for most of the day, sufficient to form three beautiful waterfalls on the property, all of which cascaded into Lake Superior, the final leg of a cycle that has occurred for millennia. It's a cycle that I cherish, the forest runoff replenishing the lake with near-silent gurgle before its spectacular 50-foot drop into Devil's Cauldron. On Tuesday morning, I walked along the natural canals formed by the runoff, making sure that they were clear for waters determined to reach the inland sea of Superior. I stopped briefly to take in an extraordinary moment. Sometimes I am so focused upon a task at hand, like clearing canals or removing fallen tree limbs, that I fail to look up and out, over the lake, to the shorelines of other islands, at the lake etchings on the cliff faces at island's end. But not today. In this moment, I notice it all. The far beaches at Stockton Island and the steel-gray chop of the lake, as yet undecided about whether to settle itself in an acquiescent embrace of early spring or to adopt a harsher lake swell role. Beneath me is the waterfall, finally splashing its arrival into the still frigid lake. Above me is an eagle's nest, newly built last year, housing our closest neighbors who only occasionally wish to converse. The lakeside trail that follows the cliff edge around the end of the island, so generously maintained by the deer and coyotes and bears who walk there, is like an open invitation to the forest and its treasures. The air is cool and sweet with the first emergent plants of the year. I am struck with a wave of immense gratitude for a moment such as this. I recall the important sense of stewardship that Katie and I felt when we reacquired this jewel ten years ago. The property once belonged to my mother and father, who sold it to the Schaubs, who then sold it back to a new generation of shepherds some thirty years later. Our sense of deep responsibility was born of the family history, of course, but also from our clear understanding about the sacred nature of this land, that there had been human and wildlife here long before us, just as there would be long after, that we were but stewards of this lakeside, charged with preserving its nature for whomever might follow, whether family or other, for we never truly own that which is of the earth or sky. There is no surprise to learn that during this past year, people have sought respite from pandemic restrictions by returning to nature, the land, the outdoors, the natural places where quiet is the sweet sound, where blowing trees and lapping waves and running creatures are the only animations. Thoreau was not simply waxing poetic when he observed that we need the tonic of the wildness. We can never have enough of nature. It is the essence of our lives, 
often only recognized as such when the stresses of daily life threaten to consume us. We resort to the wilderness because that is what sustains us, even if we curse the cold and scream at the sight of bugs. Our reality is that we are not only in nature, we are nature. We owe its preservation to ourselves. I returned to the house full of the restorative effects of the deep forest and an unfathomable lake with a furtive look over my shoulder at the trail I was leaving. <laughs>